Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church, where this gathered community of Kensington Unitarians meets each Sunday for worship, as well as other activities during the week. This is public worship. The front door is open, and all people of goodwill are welcome to join us, to be part of this community and to to share a time of spiritual exploration together. Today's service continues this month's ministry theme of curiosity and wonder. And I'll be talking about the relationship between science and religion. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I sometimes think that some of the more important parts of worship are the parts that are not and cannot be planned or spoken. Yes, there are the words, and then there is that which happens in the empty spaces, in the silences, in our minds and in our hearts. There we may come across unexpected understandings, illuminating insights, messages that we might now suddenly be ready to hear. So let's all of us take a moment now to take stock, to, to ask ourselves, how am I? What am I most in need of this morning? What would make the, the next hour particularly valuable for me? So may we be open to that which is. May we be open to the the messages of the past, open to the possibilities of the future. And may we truly be here now in this gathered community with these people in this place. It's good to be together. It's good to welcome you all. I hope you're all sitting comfortably. Um, And I'm giving a special welcome today to a visitor from the Czech Republic, Jana Raskova. Lucky Jana is on a 10-day placement with this congregation and with me (laughs) as a lay ministry student. Jana, it is good to have you with us. And so that we all know what a challenge it is for someone like Jana to come and learn how to lead worship in another language from her first language, we're going to start by hearing some words of a a global chalice lighting, as they are known. And this one is in Czech. It's written by the Reverend Petra Samoski, minister with the Religious Society of Czech Unitarians. These global chalice lightings are published by the ICUU, the International Council of Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists, each month. And they're written by member congregations around the world. So if you get the urge to write a chalice lighting, yours too could become an ICUU global chalice lighting on the internet. And it's such a lovely, simple way, I think, to remind us we are indeed part of a worldwide movement. Ta-da!
Nechť hoří tento plamen a připomíná nám, že naše víra je dobrá. Každý z nás může světu přinášet dobro a lásku. Nechť hoří tento kalich jasným plamenem jako symbol naší cesty. Každý z nás může mít v srdci radost, mír a pokoj. Nechť v tomto plamení k nám moudrost věků promlouvá a zůstane v nás. Každý z nás může být světu požehnáním. And in English, may this flame rise up and remind us that our faith is goodness. Every one of us can bring love to this world. May this chalice burn with clear flame as a symbol of our path. Every one of us can have joy, peace and harmony in our hearts. Through this flame, may the wisdom of the ages speak to us and stay with us. Every one of us, a blessing to this world. Into greater union with the mysterious. Spirit of life, mother of all. Mystery beyond our understanding. Here we are, living, breathing, creatures, with minds that wander, and hearts that feel awe. We face questions that we know cannot be answered, and tragedies that we know cannot be explained. May we find patience in all that is unanswered and peace in all that will never be explained. Here we are, living, breathing creatures with open minds and tender hearts. May we hold ourselves with gentleness, with all that brings us worry, and all that makes our hearts break. May the living, breathing creatures that we are feel the breath of life moving in us and through all things, bringing us into greater union with the mysterious universe of which we are part. Let's join now in a time of prayer and reflection. As I call on the one spirit of life and love to be here now, 
one spirit that manifests in so many different forms throughout our world. The one spirit, the one light, shining through all that exists. So let there be light. Let there be understanding. Let there be compassion along all the paths that humanity creates and walks upon. The many paths, the multiple forms of expression for something both beyond us and within us. In a moment of stillness now, let's sense that one light shining within, connecting us with all that exists. As we consider our own lives, I invite each of us to, to find something however small, that we can give thanks for in the week that is past. Let's kindle a flame of gratitude in our hearts. And for most of us, there will have been times in the past week when we have fallen short of how we might wish to be. Let's light a flame of compassion in our hearts for our own failings. And spread that compassion to those who have angered us or caused us pain in the last week. Let us be the people who work towards an increasing acceptance of difference and diversity. Working towards peace and understanding in ourselves, in our communities, and in our shared wider world. And may this be so. Amen. Moon, so long solitary, so long symbol of the chaste, so long the huntress, so long aloof, remote, haunting romantic glades, so long a light, a light to lovers, intent upon undressing beneath your auspices. Moon of myth, moon of yesteryear, moon of sorrow, 
moon of restraint, moon of melancholy, moon of moonishness, of moonshine, spinster moon, your hour of consummation dawns. John's poem, written in 1969 in response to the impending moon landing, goes on to describe humanity's arrival on the moon as an attack, as a, a desecration of sacred space. And that imagery really made me think for, I think for most of us, certainly me as a, a, a youngster at the time, the moon landing seemed a remarkable achievement. And, and in some ways a humbling experience. It, it showed us just how much effort it had taken to reach just the moon, how small and puny our human efforts can seem when we consider those vast reaches of space. It, it was Buzz Aldrin, the second astronaut to walk on the moon, who said, beautiful view magnificent desolation and that for me captured the mixed emotions such a moment can encompass. John's poem reminds me that even now commercial companies are pushing for permission to start mining for precious minerals on the moon, that our human urge to make money is, is quite relentless, that and that nothing, we might say, is actually sacred in the face of capitalism's relentless search for new markets and new resources. The, the photo images that, that those astronauts took of our planet Earth home, do you remember that swirling blue and green orb floating in dark space with white clouds swirling around? I think that image will stay with humanity forevermore as a reminder that we are all living on this one planet. How vital then that we take the best care of it that we can and how vital that we strive to find ways to live in harmony one with another. So we might like to um, it's just about the moment, a way that encourages us to be aware and alert. So you might like to lift up your shoulders as you inhale, and exhale and roll them back and down with a nice side. So inhale, and exhale. One, inhale, and exhale. Jump. So let's bring our attention down into our feet. <coughs> just feel your feet on the floor, spreading out into your shoes, relaxing down to the floor. And then bring your attention into your legs. Hold your legs in your awareness, softening, relaxing. 
and then your hips, bring your attention to your hips. Feel your sitting bones pressing down into the seat. Feel aware that you're sitting up straight. Front of the body is open. Belly is relaxed. Soften and relax your shoulders. And drop down away from the ears. Take your attention inside your shoulders. Try and soften and relax them from the inside out. Perhaps imagining ice turning to water. Water turning to steam. And be aware of your arms. Hanging down heavy. And your hands soft and relaxed in your mouth. Face is relaxed, skin on the face and the muscles on the face soft and relaxed. And the eyes, the muscles around the eyes. And the head. The crown of the head is lifting up. Back of the neck more. The crown lifts up to the ceiling. So just now hold the whole body in your awareness. If your mind wanders, which is bound to do, just very gently pause, take a breath, and just bring your attention back to holding the awareness of your body in your mind. Feel the aliveness and the life force in your body. And celebrate the miracle of being alive. Sometimes life's painful, and sometimes joyous. Let's celebrate the nature of being a physical being, being alive with senses to enjoy our surroundings. The poet Wu writes, 10,000 flowers in the spring, the moon in autumn, a cool breeze in the summer, snow in winter. If your mind isn't clouded by unnecessary things, this is the best season of your life. So the flowers say it, the moon, the breeze, the snow. Each time we pause to notice the living world around us, it blesses us and says, may your mind be uncloudy, and may every season be the best season of your life. So let's continue enjoying the quiet for a little bit longer until the sound is gone.
Some, uh, some years ago, I was standing here leading a service and talking about string theory, uh, an, an elusive and not, not as yet entirely proven scientific theory about how everything that exists might be unified. As you can imagine, I waxed lyrical on my theme, mostly information gathered from Wikipedia and other very top quality sources. And in the congregation that day were several people with PhDs in physics. And, and then at the end, a visitor came up, introduced himself with a wry smile as a university professor in physics, who gently said, that's not an easy topic to choose, my dear. <laughs> So that and other experiences have made me a little more cautious in using simplified scientific principles to explain a point that I want to make. I find myself cringing now when I hear people speaking glibly of quantum mechanics, for example, as an explanation of how we are all connected, how we are all one. Because taking theories from one area of a study and applying them to another well, it needs to be done with care, doesn't it? And ideally with a bit more knowledge and experience than I personally have in the field of science. But you know, I do have quite a bit of knowledge and experience of being human. I've decided this may be my specialist subject. And I know our human urge to make connections, to try and make sense of our world and and then we develop, don't we, our own pet theories and, and we cling on to them. If nothing else today in this very short address about science and religion, I'd like to convey a plea to us all to maybe hold our truths lightly and, and always with the understanding that other people will feel just as strongly about their truths as we feel about ours. Oh, let's do what we can not to add to the polarizing that seems to be a bit of a feature of this current age. And let's do all that we can to avoid us and them thinking. We, we, we just remembered the moon landing 50 years ago. Do you know, I know a few people, and there is at least one in my own family now, who are convinced that the moon landing was a hoax, all created in a film studio to confuse the public. I mean, let's keep that in mind as an example of how easily humanity convinces itself of almost anything, if it wants to. Let's also keep aware of the science has been wrong before kind of arguments that are being used to deny, for example, the, the realities of climate change. Today I'm focusing on the relationship of science and religion, um, which again, I think, has, has become somewhat polarised. I know I'm not the only one who is concerned by some of the strident arguments put forward by what you might call the new atheists, describing all religion as superstition. For, for science and religion have long walked along similar paths, considering the unknown, um, the mysterious, asking questions for which they don't immediately or perhaps ever have answers. As we Unitarians know, you can describe yourself as religious 
and still remain open to that which is unknown. Ours is a, a questioning faith, a faith that encourages us to express our doubts and uncertainties, and a faith that thinks deeply rather than asserting one truth. Ours is a faith that is passionately interested in the experiences of individuals, a faith that encourages us to describe our experiences one to another, a faith that does not judge or limit. You may, may know the legend that says that Galileo Galilei muttered the Latin phrase, epur si mueve, in Latin, referring to the movement of the earth, yet still it moves. After he was forced to recant the ideas that the earth moved around the sun. Since then, this, this great mathematician, physicist, astronomer and philosopher has, has become quite an icon, symbolising this often strained relationship between science and religion. Yet I, I think sometimes we're not fully aware that, that Galileo remained a devout Christian throughout his life. He was one who advocated St. Augustine's position on scripture that, that not all biblical passages are meant to be interpreted literally. I think some of us are also unaware that the stance adopted by the Catholic Church then was based not only on theological grounds, but scientific ones as well. The title of Galileo's uh, controversial book, Dialogue Concerning the Two Chief World Systems, reminds us at this critical juncture in human history that there needs to be a continuing dialogue between the scientific and religious worldviews in a common pursuit of truths. So my hope is that we can seek to educate ourselves and one another, to be more scientifically literate, knowing that there is always more to learn. And let's not either be naive idealizers of science, for we know that any knowledge can be put to bad use as well as to good. No, let us be brave explorers of the many mysteries here on our planet Earth and out in the universe of which we are such a tiny part, and also here, here in the human heart, where surely we all abide. Amen. Albert Einstein wrote that the most beautiful thing that we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and science. So may each of us in the week ahead appreciate all that is wondrous and mysterious in the life of our world, appreciating the splendors of creation and truly living up to the noble enterprise that could be our human living here on earth. And may this be for the greater good of all, now and always. Amen. Go well and blessed be. Thank mm -hmm. you.